Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sad in the City. We have two amazing guests today. It's Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson from Guys We Fucked. We're starting, right? We're rolling. <laughs> Everything's rolling. Great, like, well, perfect. We've started. We've started. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I just did I just did an interview yesterday and the journal's like three quarters of the way through goes, you know, as a New Yorker, I have to ask you, why do you hate New York? And I was like, I don't hate it. Like, right. I'm trying to see if I could, I was trying to see if I could live here. It's a here. harsh city, first of all. Right. Anybody it's coming in from of. anywhere, even if you're from Jersey, from fucking, it, especially if you're from LA, my God, I can't even imagine. That's a jarring, that's a jolt. Right. Yeah. And where did you come from? Uh, outside of Philly. So okay. And I, it was like the I first year you hated it. I hated it. The first year I hated it. I'm like, this is gross. It's dirty. People are mean. And then I realized like, oh, wait, people are working in my pace. This is the pace I like to go. So, yeah. But once you find your people, your mm. friends, and you find your spots, you know, like here's where we go to dinner. Here's what like I, that. Once that started trickling into my life, I'm like, oh, it's the best city in the world. I'll never not want to live here. Right. But you grew up in like like suburbs? Suburb of Philly. Yeah. Okay. But I would go to Philly all the time and I would go to New York a bunch. What made you move here? Initially. I wanted to be on SNL. So in oh. I went to Penn State for college. And then I was like, you know what? They have internships. That's the only way I'm going to get an in. I'm going to move to New York. And then my first internship was with Corinne's company. So that's how I met her. Oh, that's so cool. It wasn't my, uh, yeah, it wasn't my company. I was like, I, no, just, I owned talent a company manager. guy. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was in a small company that was representing talent. So it was fun. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And then you're from here, though. I'm you... from, well, I'm not from New York City. I'm from New Jersey. So just like okay. a hop, skip and a jump away. Like you could, without traffic, drive to like my childhood home in 35 minutes. Nice. Okay. But it was still like, you know, going to the city is still something that a lot of people from my hometown w won't do. Like it's a scary place. So it is, it doesn't like rattle my mind that someone would not like it or be scared of it or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I get it. I just personally love it so much, like more than anyone I've ever Dated. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Like New York's my favorite yeah. boyfriend by a landslide. So I would assume that if you grew up in New Jersey, like everyone would just move to the city when you, you would think you're twenty. That's what happened. With you me. would think all my all the all my high school friends live in New York now. My, all, yeah. Like my high school friends who were doing something with their lives moved here or to Boston, you know, Shade. or DC. <laughs> yeah, not. I mean, it's just more of a, like a reflection <laughs> moment for them. Yeah. I can't imagine living that close in New Jersey and not going to the city multiple times a year. It right. just blows my mind to like, oh, I'm going to go to a bar in Union. <laughs> like what? There's a reason Artie Lang has a drug problem. It's because he's from my he hometown. You know, how often were you coming into the city like growing up? Um, well, there was a period when I went through like an acting phase and I was listening to like, <laughs> I was reading a backstage magazine for free. <laughs> <laughs> I would go for free to Barnes and Noble, read backstage magazine, handwrite the auditions down yes. for like student films and then come in after school a lot. My mom did like brought me in a lot and then for plays. So I mean, a couple times a month, maybe depending Ooh. like later in high school. Oh, wow. Because I was like really into like, I was like, I will be a star no yeah. matter what yes, it takes. that's what I said too, but it was more like, I said it through tears, but yeah. <laughs> I was forcing like, it on I'm people. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to earn love for the first time ever. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to earn love is the saddest sentence uh -huh. uh, I've ever heard in my life. Um, I mean obviously you did it like do you ever just go like I mean, wow we really fucking every day 
I'm, I'm like, never good happy. For me. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're, I'm like, I was actually just thinking in the Uber here, how successful do I need to be so that I could do one of those take a year off and no one hear from <gasps> Whoa. Dude. Oh my and God. I, could you imagine? Just could not imagine, close. Could you imagine taking a fucking month off, first of all? Oh my God. I, I, I'd be like, oh, I can't even think about it. I'm so fucking ready to disappear. Yeah. It's crazy you can do it i think you can pull a female bull burn up yeah get a fuck yeah I'm, I inside I'm baby smart. go fucking get an go, airbnb write your script in it and then so it's kind of a little bit of both worlds because you, you want to do out, it yeah you get work done you want to do it while you're peaking you're really yeah. ha- you're really peaking you right now peaking. so then you leave <laughs> and then people go, <gasps> from it like a you know like in a in a like a like a closet in the airbnb or something how have you guys not done that yet then we missed we the, just, we missed we the boat we yeah. would have had to do it while we were peaking then we went behind a paywall the peaking the peaking was more of a scattered yeah scattering the ashes more of like a you know oh, a little peak oh no and then oh it's a peak you know, i didn't get down. there yeah i don't i personally feel like i, I didn't get there to a place where i can hide yet because enough you can't hide from people who don't know you exist <laughs> so true god damn girl that is wise as hell so there's nothing more depressing than hearing like very successful people say like <laughs> I just, I don't know when I can stop working. And everyone else is like, you can't, like right yeah. now. And I know I yeah. sound like I a like hypocrite it. I like, that, but, but that, cre- the creativity is like, I don't even know what I would do if I just, where would I, what would I do? Just go to a house and just sit there? I mean, I gotta. I mean, what was I quarantine like for you guys? Magical. Oh man, I was yeah. hanging out with pigeons. <laughs> I found a 12 year old magician on YouTube from Australia who taught you how to like make doves land on your hand and i was like well pigeons are doves with gray feathers so i would go down to the river and hang out with pigeons it was sad i was sad i was a very sad person like my therapist the other day said to me longingly through zoom like like it was a moment that she was remembering from her life she goes you were so happy during quarantine <laughs> like it was her she was having a realization during my session yeah. about <laughs> and she goes she, she goes it was such a nice relief because everyone was so sad and then i would come into yeah, a session with you and you were so happy correct fucking poo bearing it in your backyard <laughs> yeah it was great i needed a, i just needed a rest and yeah. like when you don't like sleep enough <laughs> and then you finally do you go oh am i a superhero yeah, yeah. Like, i feel like a super i feel like a superhero the whole time i was like i brought like baskets that you would they would serve you like food out at a carnival <gasps> and i was like whoa eating cool. soft pretzels in my house just <laughs> really like basket, living life and then taking them out of the basket just and dancing them. around with a funnel cake wow. i bought a trampoline yeah i went ham <laughs> on did? amazon yeah, a mini one a mini one i could have a backyard i, ju- I jumped I, I took singing lessons wow i didn't know that well yeah. you know how like there was a point in quarantine where you looked up and everyone had neon lights in their room. <laughs> yes, I yes. got so many fucking neon lights, like light strips, and I was making my own immersive theater plays. I mean, I didn't tape them; I just did it for me. But I did. You didn't drugs like start by a myself. Patreon for that? No, I started Patreon later. But yeah, <laughs> Not but you that. guys were obviously still doing the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. throughout that yeah. time, and we were, were like, you- "Thank God, our income is podcasting." Right, right. Yeah, we were really grateful because tour. I mean, touring was also a big income. But I'm like, all right, well. At least we got one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, how much were you touring right before the pandemic? Like every week? No. Right before, no. But there was, there's, it was, ebb, it ebbed and flowed. But like the first, you know, 
there was two years when we were doing almost every weekend yeah. and I had to get on the phone with our agent and cry real tears it's to not him worth to make it, it to go stop. to Missouri sorry right. like yeah. I can't I gotta no, you I gotta, gotta rest you gotta tell your agent like hey I will die they'll keep mm-hmm. booking you, you. and yeah. then I realize oh I gotta you don't you know when you like you get offered a spot and you're immediately like yeah of course like I, I I'm mm-hmm. hungry I gotta do all the spots I can and you don't even like consider the quality of the spot yes it's kind of and then it that that rolls over to touring where you're like I'll just do it do it do it and then you're like wait I don't have to do that yeah I can say no yeah your agent's Crazy. never gonna be like maybe take it easy until after you have a mental breakdown which yeah. is very effective yeah once they see the fallout of that they're like you oh, have you're sympathies. going to cancel it and it'll be an hour before because right. you're in the emergency room oh no <laughs> thinking you're having a heart attack like that's is that happening very personal I mean, you no, I that could be anybody that could be that's just a general example but yeah. <laughs> it's like i feel we're all like susceptible everything's you know? fine now um but yeah i i so relate to that i was so jealous of people who had like very successful podcasts when it the was pandemic a pretty good hit. deal it, it was oh my good God. i gotta say it was it was and yeah. i have fomo so it was a joyful time for me in that there was right. nothing to miss out on yeah i couldn't believe it that's never happened to me in my life yeah i just got to exist i was being a little kid that's why i was playing with the birds yeah and like, it was nice because fuck? like you couldn't compete like you I, well for the for like an overachiever like myself in the beginning i was like oh this is great like no one can get ahead during this right. time and then people started going they like start tiktok famous and i, I was know like, damn it everyone always finds a way i know but that's okay i th- feel like you can catch up a little quicker with that kind of stuff yeah and like i don't know it feels like it was so long ago now even though it really wasn't and like yeah. i wish i had taken more of that time off and just like taken singing What'd lessons you do? and got a bit i fucking worked through the whole thing well, on what i had my special Writing? my special came out oh, a so week you before fuck oh, off yeah. oh you had all that promoting oh yeah. damn so i was doing shit. like all of that shit and then trying to like stay relevant online because i thought like right. wow this would have been my chance because you want to take advantage of those weeks after of like yeah. pushing it yeah and i yeah. thought by the time we shit. all get back to touring full-time like no one's gonna buy tickets to see me because this came out a long time ago and i right. was so scared that I couldn't stop working. So I was like taking meetings and like fucking we were, yeah. making video. Like it was a fucking, it's like you started a podcast. Like you're just doing. Grasping at straws sometimes. Yeah. yeah Cause you're man. like, I, I don't, yeah. is this going to work? I don't know. Yeah. It was a lot, but yeah, I know people who just like disappeared for that time or like the people who like moved home for a bit. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Which is a little much for me, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do I, that. I didn't know that many of us liked our parents. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus Losers. Christ, everyone came from good homes. Um, but yeah, that's really fucking cool. Uh, I mean, I saw, I wanted to ask you about this. This is sort of off topic, but don't you have like a mural of myself of yourself Mm -hmm. i saw you post about this once i don't even remember (laughs) what it is i think about it every time you pop up on instagram picture of it no because i don't want people to see the whole thing i'm like really private about my home so you'll just see like a leg behind me at points in videos but yeah i have a 16 foot mural of myself and my dog full body yeah oh yeah she's like this yeah i'm sitting (laughs) are you naked no i'm sitting like rihanna style i thought you were naked i have like like, well i don't have i don't have pants on i have like tights and like and a jacket and a bra on because it's based on an actual photograph a real right. shoot that christina and i did and then yeah, my dog in, is on my I lap i walked in i knew she had somebody there painting something i didn't know what it was and i walked in that when she was moving in, i'm like fucking wow <laughs> yeah man i fucking love you dude that's that's this is so the first you. thing i that's had the done most you shit i've ever experienced i purchased a home and that was i said first so right first order of business mural, mural. 
Yes. That's fucking incredible. And that's uh, honestly, honest to God, I think it's going to up your resale value. <laughs> you should have told, like, heard me talking to the fucking appraiser Bexy. when I was like, I was like, no, this is great. Like, I mean, I was oh, like, yeah, you want to get reappraised. <laughs> I was like, listen, like, what if I really blow up? You know, this is going to be priceless. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Honestly, yeah, exactly. He's like, you've damaged your home. Mm. <laughs> the, the, With that the value is lower. <laughs> yeah. What is it like bringing people home to that mural? Oh, I I mean, part of the reason I have it is because it's a good like gauge if you can deal with me or not. Right? You're like, this is it's a test. This is a metaphor. Yeah, and it's for always like, yeah. Have you ever had anybody react to it poorly? Uh, I've had people react to it like kind of like judgment, like judgmentally, Jealous. and kind of like, oh, like you're obsessed with like yourself uh-huh. that kind of a way. And I was <laughs> that's like, correct. Immediately, I know that's not going to work. I like the people who react, and this has been a good number of people who are like, fuck. That's dope. Like I wish I had thought of that first. You know, that's the reaction that I'm looking for. Right. Excited. So, or someone equally like narcissistic. Yeah, I like that. It's a nice litmus test Mm -hmm. for people entering your home. Yeah, exactly. And some people, you know, I also love the moment when they like realize because it's you're not like you don't walk into a place with high ceilings and look all the way up. So for some people, it's like a real slow. I forget it's there half the time. Right. And then I go, oh yeah, yeah, I have a mural of myself. So right. You're like, oh right, that's me. Yeah. That's yeah. So hey, funny. girl. Yeah. I just want to. I mean, and also, I think there was like a lot of pride for me, and like I was so proud of myself that I was able to make enough money to buy a home in Manhattan for myself. Like that was to me a huge accomplishment. There was a long time when I would come home and walk in and like cry every day because I was so proud. And yeah. so I, I really wanted it. to people to come in and make no mistake who earned the money to pay for this <laughs> yeah like no my parents didn't help me i don't have a rich uncle like nothing happened like i fucking worked for that yeah and i was very proud of myself and i still am so that's so fucking cool yeah what was like your first new york apartment like um slanted mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always a slanted floor where things roll uh-huh it wasn't bad it was in murray murray hill which is like i think like a big place to buy or to rent your first apartment. Christina Santa lived Capital there of the for world. a while. Lived there for 11 years. Yeah. In a two and a half story apartment. Yeah, I lived in a walk up with my friend who went, who was from my hometown, who went to FIT. I went to SVA. So both colleges like within walking distance. It wasn't like disgusting, but it was very much like a starter home. No real kitchen or living room, just like a bedroom and a bedroom. Yeah. And then you wave and in the hallway. You wave in that little <laughs> section in between. Yeah. But right away you loved it. Um, New York yeah, yeah I mean when I I can understand like the dirtiness like when I used to visit I thought to myself like will I ever feel clean living in New 17 York 17 when you moved here though too right mm-hmm. it's like so a 17 year old I, ima- I imagine you're like more wide eyed like what the fuck nah, right. I'm still me I was never that wide eyed uh, you know <laughs> but like I just I, I think like what overrode any issues with the city itself was like I knew this was New York was my key to achieving what I wanted to achieve and I just had mm-hmm. felt so suffocated and held back in New Jersey I couldn't wait I was like let me go like I can I know I can succeed I just need to be in a place with other motivated people Yep. Mm. so and I'm also like I grew up in a very small house so like the space not an issue for me yeah like we uh, like (laughs) it's so weird like I didn't know like my house was small until I saw other people's houses Mm. because I like we weren't poor and then but I guess we were I don't know yeah <laughs> I still don't feel that way did you ever want to go to LA or no um I thought about it. my brother lives in Los Angeles um 
just like every time I visit for work, I, I never have left L.A. feeling better about myself, which is a real like alarm for me because I pretty much always feel good about myself. Right. And that's where I feel worse, like worst about myself. So I don't like that. And I don't like the people like always looking for famous people having whiplash when you're talking to them. That drives me nuts. Oh, that's interesting. Like at events or just out? Just like a restaurant. Just really? looking for someone yeah, hotter, notice- younger, more successful. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you don't notice that? Like whenever I'm in a restaurant in LA, every time the door opens, everyone's like, Who's that? Really? Yeah. I don't notice that, but maybe I like, don't Ugh. go to those places. But I think they're also because you're you're they're talk they want to talk to you. <laughs> like, no, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't look, I when I moved to LA, every meeting I had, people were like, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, look, I know I'm not that pretty. And they were like, You're not, it's good, you know that. Like they said that it was, Oh my god. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. When I was Taylor. like twenty one, wait, fucking wait, of whoa, course. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? That's crazy. Oh, okay. for real? They said those oh, words? like general meetings, like when I was like doing stand-up and I had, uh, I think, I, I had a manager at that point, like maybe after I did like last comic, like uh-huh. I would do like general meetings. And even like my manager, I would be like, I don't think I should be like auditioning for like lead parts. And he was like, well, no, like it was, everyone was very straight uh. up, but I was the one who was like saying it. So I never felt like anybody was being like shitty to me like Mm. my college agent my original college agent um said to me like you're gonna do really well at colleges because like you're cute but you're not like you know super hot like she was like you're like you know like you're fine like it was that's very you know well we Corinne and i describe ourselves as approachably attractive yeah (laughs) and that's why the podcast worked because i'm like if we were really hot you don't want advice from a hot person. You're like, both fuck hot, you. though. You are both <laughs> But you don't want advice from a tent. You don't want no, advice from a model. Tense. Yeah, no, because yeah. Like, they're not living the same life. And I think it's like fine to acknowledge that. Yeah. People yes. who are like, everyone's equal and beautiful. It's like, no, yeah. you're not. Stop lying And to we're in an industry and that constantly reminds us that that's not yeah. true. But it's like, do I have values and do I think of myself as a 10? A hundred percent. And see, I have I, other things to bring to the table. I tell what Cassie was a lead immediately in a show. Oh, that's very nice. I would not. You have like the all Americana. Yeah, you're very American girl. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I if I'm an American girl, I'm Molly. So yes, <laughs> I really, I really have always just been like, sure, I'll audition to be a friend eating pizza every third episode. Like I mm. have never had aspirations to like be the lead in shit. Like I felt like I look fine for stand up. Um, for me, that's but, more like funny though, like because like the fun they never cast the funny woman as the lead. So to me, it's like that's why I would think I was you know auditioning for that role. Right. But also, now, I mean, now it's like everyone looked like Cameron Diaz and it's changing that other girl who looked like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember her name, but like that just like same thing in like the 90s and early 2000s yeah. that we all just grew up watching. Yeah. It's fucking toxic shit. Yeah. It was toxic shit because then you internalized it and yeah. then you like see yourself through those eyes and that's when you say shit like that and then your fucking manager or agent agrees. I'd be like, okay, we're done. Or you're yeah. like me and you just look in the mirror and you see Cameron Diaz and then Ooh. everyone else looks at you like you have some kind of a mental disorder, but you're fine. Dude, <laughs> No, I mean, like, I think, uh, I don't know. I think that, especially with social media now, and it's, like, so much more inclusive. It's not just, like, whatever big blockbuster movie came out that we're like, oh, we're all supposed to look like Charlie's Angels. Like, I think in that way it's probably helped with that thing you're talking about in L.A. where everybody's like, oh, who's coming in? It's like, it could be anyone in here, guys. Like, you don't know who went viral on TikTok. Like, That's true. Social media did help Landscape is changing that, yeah. Yeah, and also, like, it's not enough to just go viral once anymore. Like, you have to go viral a couple times. A shitload of times. Like, how many viral internet stars do you see on, like, 
comedy club lineups and calendars right. where you're like, who the fuck is that? Or like, come, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah when we first started are. touring, we were, I guess, I think we did one-nighters places, but then like it was always right after us was like a YouTuber, but it was like a kid. Yeah. And then I would ask like the club manager, like, what does this child do? And he's like, he just gets out and talks for like 45 minutes. I'm like, 45 minutes? That's, does he have an opener? No. Yeah. Like, Motherfuckers <laughs> come here for 45 minutes? Yeah. And does he need an opener? He just talks out of his ass, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like a puppet and or a dog. And he sold out. Yeah. He sold out. I'm like, damn. Okay. Yeah, it's so wild now that like, before if something had 10 million views you were like how did i not see that and i sure. were like i fucking would not even know this existed right like all yep. these people um so you hated it when you came mm -hmm. and what was that first year like it was rough. It was rough because I was resisting New York. Uh, I was in a dorm room my first year because I, I went to Marymount Manhattan College and I transferred. Uh, so they put you in a transfer dorm room. And it was a YMCA um, a hostel, youth hostel. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was bad. It was bed bugs, it was heroin overdose. It was just like, ugh. Um, so I, that was scary and weird because I came from Penn State, main campus. Mm. So I was like, Disneyland. And now I was like, there's somebody shitting outside the door of the building. Um, and then acting school, going to school for acting was tough. It oh. they, they mentally destroy you in a way. Uh, and it, you have to fight to, to really be your own person and go, I'm not adopting that mindset. You might be a bitter theater teacher. I'm like, so you really have to get to know yourself. Like they try to destroy you in terms of like, just don't expect anything or like they no, set they you up for rip you down a little bit. Like I remember I had a panic attack in my acting class and my te and I was like, can I leave? And he, she was like, no, 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 everyone look, look at Christina, look away, <gasps> keep going. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. And everyone was like, whoa, I'm like this is torture. What? Do they think you were acting? No, no. They all the kids were like, um, can we I don't I think she needs to go somewhere else. I'm like, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. But you know, you get through it. I, I grew up in a uh I'm a child of trauma. So it was kind of like par for the course and I was used to it. Yeah. So uh yeah. Oh my god. Acting school sounds horrifying to me. I'm glad I did it, but yeah. because I was such a sensitive gal, I was so sensitive and it really toughened me up in a way that I personally needed really yeah. like what's like the best thing you learned from acting school that was most applicable just to life well what i guess the one that sticks with me the most but this is maybe more abusive i don't know but that's why i'm so weird about timing and i get to everywhere early uh. the, this teacher the same teacher would go if you're early you're on time if you're on time you're late if you're late you're fired and if we came to class 30 seconds after or like a minute after so it was the class is like 9 30 we came at 9 31 she would scream at us in front of everyone it was so terrifying uh and yeah so that was interesting <laughs> oh my god that's fucking horrible but i got really good internships out of it so i'm honestly glad oh I well did there it. you go yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what an amazing but because reward. i was kind of used to like an abusive mother figure in my mm -hmm. life like emotionally yeah. I, it didn't ring as like this is fucked up right yeah you enter situations as an adult that remind you of your parents and right. you're like this is comfortable and everyone's yeah. like no that's wrong <laughs> you're being abused <laughs> yeah, yeah no, oh you're being abused yeah. <laughs> shut up <What>? you're silly <laughs> um so it was it just that you were in that school mostly that made you no. hate it or was it everything else too? it was a lot I, w I went through a lot of stuff with my mom with her mental health uh yeah. around college uh there was a suicide attempt on her part like the night before i moved to penn state and i didn't talk about it until like two years into being at marymount where i had like a movement coat a movement teacher that was like 
I don't know what's wrong with you, but there's something wrong with you. Very, she was very insensitive, very rude. Oh my God. And she's like, you need to go figure this out. You need to go to the counselor. Like you need to go find a therapist. Like I don't, something's up with you. And I'm like, okay, could have worded it better than that. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. Instead of, are you okay? Yeah. Right. Wouldn't that have been nice? But yeah. And I remember I was in, uh, Melissa Benoist was in all of my classes and she's uh she like went on to be like a huge star and we all knew because she had she had it she was so talented and in my head I was like she's just so perfect and she has like the perfect voice and she's so skinny like I was just like obsessed over how <laughs> more perfect she was than I was and so that was also a very valuable lesson and like we would never be up for the same role right or you're saying if you were up for the same role you're like well that's who's yeah and also yeah don't hate on like like the comparison bug like i had to really i bet she that. fucking sucks on podcasts yeah <laughs> she's pretty awesome honestly she's really she's funny she's charming <laughs> yeah she's great but she All like right. she just got under my skin because i was like she's perfect <gasps> you know? right and then she went on to like be on Glee and then Supergirl. And I was like, fuck, I was right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. When people can act and then you're like, oh, you also sing too? Oh, she sings. Yeah. And yeah. you look perfect. Yeah. Like, that's not like. Yeah. I get so annoyed when comedians sing, like, especially oh. the ones who are already good at comedy. I go, why the no. fuck are you here? What are you here for? And also, like, to me, it's like a new level of fucked upness because it's like, if I was a great singer, I would never, you would have never caught me dead never. in a comedy club. Really? No, never. I would be so much better. No, it's not not we yes. tell ourselves that i would, really I would be a career in wayne's world singer? and i would be like a rock star and i'd be playing guitar it would be awesome oh yeah if i really? could be in the background yeah. on broadway Comedians i would rather have to do give, that yeah we have to give so much more think of all the personal shit that we have to say and like so used to it. and like tap into to make people love us and like you could just sing a yeah. generic verse oh. and then on a stage <laughs> oh, you know what distance from everyone and you make just, more money and have more fans and have more like better outfits you just made great. it so clear why i do comedy I, I'm like I earn love I have to earn it I have to work really hard or else I'm a stupid piece of shit and nah. singing would be too easy yeah, yeah. like I would ri- I would write my own songs you know but I would I, they would, <laughs> would not have songs a lot be about? less detail in them <laughs> what would you write a song about uh, I mean I don't know but I, w- I mean I would be like an Alanis Morissette yeah. type like songwriter 100% <laughs> yeah. she's like that's like my bible her um, her lyrics but uh, even that is an overshare I'd pull it back a little bit yeah, I don't think you don't have to, you know. And then everyone's always like researching, like, who is this about? What is this about? Yeah, good sign. It. How were the singing lessons? How did those go? I mean, they were the great, but I don't, you know, I don't think it was like a real talent that I was gonna discover during. Did you feel like you got better? I always think singing lessons are like we've talked about this. How singing lessons are, seem like kind of a scam because you're like. <laughs> I mean, you already can sing. Like, you can't teach someone to carry a note. Like, people who are taking singing lessons are just, like training their already good voice well okay kind of do you know how to read music yeah and play you play do you play an instrument i did in high school and so life. i think that's helpful okay so it's like yeah. i think like yes you're right like if you're just starting out and you don't even know what the no- notes are supposed to sound like which a lot of people who don't read music or play an instrument don't but i also know how to read music and i play the violin so it's like i know what they're supposed to sound like and i need someone to help me meet that vocally because mm. it's like it comes out and i go that's not like what an a sounds like you know right um and so if i have some someone helping me or like a piano i can i know i can reach the note but i need to like memorize what it sounds like oh. and internalize it and that's how i got through like years of musical theater because i would always be like Scales, the funny you know the funny uh character in plays but usually the funny character still has some kind of a song yeah and you 
and you want to be able to do it to the best of your ability. Because I know I have like a like a like a passable ability. I don't expect to come out Celine Dion. I just want to be able to incorporate it and use it because like it does help you. Like the more tools you have, the more skills you have, like the more chance you have at succeeding. It's all about success for me. Yeah, it's like any way to reach it. You know, yeah, like how many more hyphens? Yeah, can we? get just yeah just be like be okay or familiar with anything like i learned how to shoot a gun like just i don't know what i might need <laughs> yeah like well uh, so i couldn't like i couldn't do it before and now if you handed me like a regular um like a, a, regular, cop, a cop I'd like, gun. A, I'd like a regular clock. gun please well, that's what i asked for and i was like you know like a cop gun like a like a the most gun. the most classic gun you would find like a in a situation a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 like if we were in the gun aisle, just yeah. basic. Like a standard sample size gun. That's what I asked for. Cute. Oh my God. So are, when you say like incorporate it, do you just mean like if a part comes up sure. and you want to do it or like, are you doing it in your stand up? Like, no, I'm against that. Taking that gun um, out in your stand up. No, you're the singing, sorry. <laughs> Not the gun, I'm sorry. I'm pro that against the singing. Uh, <laughs> sooner, I'd sooner pull a gun um, on myself, guys. Don't worry. Um... <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I think it's just like you watch, especially watching like Saturday Night Live or something. Right. You watch someone like Anna Gasteyer, who's like so funny already. But then she adds the ability to sing to that even in a funny way right. but you know, it's like there's a difference between funny singing bad and funny singing where you're like oh that person can actually sing and yes. it's better i think when they actually have some kind of a skill no one yeah. wants to hear bad notes even if it's in a hilarious context so yeah that's a good point would yeah. you guys still do snl i wouldn't but that's because i'm just too much i'm like a, i can't be reined in like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no one's asked. Also, I was gonna say, if somebody, if someone was like Christina, I'd be like, uh, that's why I moved here. But th- yeah. that I have since kind of, uh, I don't want, I don't. That's not the goal anymore. Yeah, that's kind of what I was curious about because so many people write in about like being confused about where to live or like sure. what job they should take and. Like the biggest thing I think we go back to is like your life's going to turn out a lot different. Than yeah, you that think. was like the number one goal, I think, for like so many funny people is like yeah. SNL. But now for me, it's like doing whatever it is, like more by myself and having mm-hmm. a lot more creative control and not having to answer for tweets or Instagram posts. Like mm-hmm. I just can't live a life like that. And I've already like made peace with myself that I know that will most likely mean I am less famous and I'm OK with that. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. Do you guys run your own social media still? Yeah. yeah. Entirely. I Do lo- you run yours? I like it. Um, I'm starting to not as much. Oh, wow. I like I do my Instagram. Uh, but everything else I'm kind of, I want to just like quit Twitter. I'm kind of like over yeah. It. Oh, yeah. I just don't really use it. And then like I don't know, my TikTok someone else did, but now I have access to it. But like Yeah, I guess Instagram is the only one I really that's the most personal one and I think especially what I'm for what I'm guessing your demographic is like that's certainly like yeah. where we're selling the most tickets yeah. or having the most interactions I know and that's what people want is for that like authentic connection but then you're also like it's not good for your mental health it's no. so bad for and your it's, mental and health it's just, it's, so, it's just like it's so overwhelming at the amount of social media platforms and the amount like and it's just like oh I get like so dizzy and then I just numb out and I'm like I'm not gonna do it at all yeah yeah it's hard it's but I just have you just have gotta coach yourself through it because I'm like I can't resist this it's not a good attitude to have because i'm like this is a tool but i fucking hate it so i need to 
Yeah, no, I well, need to figure out a better. Very relationship. much like Britney Spears, like you want a piece of me, but just constantly, and it's never. It's I think you just have to come to terms with like it's never going to be enough for some people. Like mm-hmm. the in, the amount of ex- interactions that they have with you, the quality of the interactions, like it's just never going to be enough, and you're just going to have to disappoint people, and that's okay, and that's really more on them. Yeah, it's not you. Like you're yeah. doing, you're doing more than enough. Yeah, were you guys? surprised when the podcast blew up these are so basic questions and i'm sorry but i'm just really curious because I, I, yeah. I think you're well, like I was such just, i was like freaked out because i was like oh fuck people's listening to that oh no i just got i don't know i don't know i went into it thinking i don't know you don't think that you're going to be in the news like we were i remember the daily those are first press piece the daily beast put us in there yeah e- and my boyfriend at the time uh subscribed to their daily you know newsletter and we woke up one morning he's like oh shit you're like the f- top article on the daily beast thing and i'm like wait what oh god <laughs> uh. well i um, had given that guy an exclusive like he asked for an exclusive and i kind of laughed when he asked for that because i was like no one wants to write about that <laughs> this podcast sure you can have an exclusive he was someone i knew through being a fan of this folk singer who i adore named dan Byrne. And that's how I had met him. And then he was like also writing for the Daily Beast. And he was like, I think this podcast really has legs. Can I have an exclusive? And I was like, yeah. Okay, friend. <laughs> okay. Like, sure, buddy. seems like your career is not going well. Right. Yeah. And then it blew up. But that being said, I um I thought that I would have um like lo- like an experience where I logged online after we uploaded the first episode and it would be like 8 million views. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, especially because you were talking about being so like success oriented yeah, yeah, and yeah. driven that I I was like, I would not surprise me if you guys started that podcast and were like, this is a good fucking idea and we, it's going to be we huge. Knew that, right? yeah. We knew that. Because Corinne, what happened, what we, Corinne and I have been working together for uh, years at that point and she was like, she first pitched me the idea and I'm like, that's really good. And then it cut like, a, you know, we would go three days and then see each other again. And she's like, we got that. I can't get that idea out of my head. We got to... We got to do something with that. And then the third time she, she was like, ah, we got to do that podcast idea. I'm like, all right, let's meet up here. Make like a, you know, we made like a magazine style uh, treatment for the podcast. And then we presented it to to a podcast network. And uh, yeah. Yeah. At the time. Oh. The rest is her stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I remember, I think I think the first episode, like in 24 hours, got 5,000 listens, which yeah, is actually like, incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible when you think about it, but I was like underwhelmed. <laughs> right, you're like, this is pretty far from 8 million. Okay, we didn't move from New Jersey for this. Right. But yeah. I was like, you know, no matter what it would be, that's just who I am. It, like it would just never be enough. And boyfriends can tell you that. Like it's just never enough. It's never, I'm never going to, be you know happy probably which is a weird thing to say out loud oh not to me yeah (laughs) my therapist is always like she goes let's work on being content and i go i'm not even satisfied with that it's like do you like this job kirsten try harder make me happy (laughs) i go content what am i even paying you 150 dollars for i'm seeing a therapist who's her best friend i'm seeing a bunch of therapists right now and one of them is her best friend i didn't even know that so she's my best friend and i and and i was like i like i feel like i have to work to be loved he goes yeah that's why you're comedy partners with Corinne I'm like oh that is so why <laughs> wait what does that mean do I have to text him I know that's no, no, against no. all kinds of con- confidentiality no 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 it's it just in that like you know like you're you're never satisfied in a good way oh right my mom was never satisfied with me in a bad way 
Oh, right, oh. right, right, right. Yeah, I know, because Christina will always be like, that was great. And I'll be like, yeah, it sucked, actually, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. But I think but I think when you when you meet in the middle and you go, and and then there's something in the middle. Yeah, Corinne and, and I are very different that. people. Like, just very different. Although we have, like, a twin language. Like, we'll fucking show up to a photo shoot without coordinating in the same fucking outfit. Or, like, all, when we tour together, time. we come down to the hotel lobby, and we're the same, and we're like, God Almost damn it. every <laughs> night, we accidentally <laughs> wear the same exact color yeah. scheme, and it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so. But cool. according to a healer, we were um, brothers in World War II in a past life. So wow, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how fun! I love that for it. you. I want to. <laughs> I want to hop back to. I'm seeing a bunch of therapists right now. I yeah. feel like we really skated like over that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three or four. Well, no, three, three. What do you? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because one of them you would say is therapy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I see one woman for a couple years uh, who specializes in childhood trauma. Okay. And and then I'm working with her friend uh, because I really was interested in EMDR, rapid the rapid yeah. eye movement therapy. Oh, I do that just too. to yeah. see mm-hmm. if it. I'm I'm really curious about, um, yeah, the nervous system and stuff because I didn't understand what childhood trauma was mm. until uh, like five years ago, and it was such a big light bulb moment for me where i was like oh this is why i've been sad this whole oh my god there's an answer and then there's something i could do about it and i've just been obsessed ever since yeah 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 so wait that's i think that's only two oh and two and then i i i just entered uh, a contract with this woman they were doing like a year coaching session um where she's like a healer um intuitive healer slash therapist slash um heller work practitioner okay but it's very therapeutic like i just had my first session with her today and it was very therapeutic what is what does healer mean what is that is that like just like working with the body and like manipulating so heller work is really interesting in that therapy can only get so far with talk therapy right Right. so but uh, the there's this book that i discovered when i discovered the term childhood trauma called the body keeps the score yeah uh, about how it lives in your body and so i read about heller work which is basically manipulating the fascia in your body in various parts and you're letting out old emotions by like they're stored in your body so i remember i would get on the massage table and she would like she touched my stomach the first session i'm like no one does that like no one even Mm -hmm. in a massage like no one ever touches your stomach and she was kind of manipulating the muscles and i uh, it was like I was throwing up, but it was tears. And I, cause I wasn't actively sad, but I was crying as if the worst thing ever just happened to me. So it was wow. really interesting. Yeah. And how often do you have to do that to expel all that? I guess that I don't like, do as much. So that Heller work uh, element of it is once a month. And then uh, the rest is once a week. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So you're like really fucking doing it. Yeah. Like some yeah. people say like I'm working on myself. No, I'm fucking. And then you actually talk to someone job. who is <laughs> and you're like, oh, those people aren't doing anything. Yeah. So people are reading fortune cookies <laughs> a few times. Yeah. Are you are you in therapy? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. just one. Yeah. Yeah. Winter. I had a nice childhood. <laughs> I had a nice childhood. You had a nice childhood. Yeah. I don't Do you think have... that's why you feel great about yourself all the time? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I had such a nice childhood. I thought having a bad childhood was like things that they save for like Precious, the movie. <laughs> you know, I, I thought mo, I thought it was the norm to have a nice childhood. And then there was a couple stories that we saw in 2020 about people with evil parents and bad childhoods. And then I was yeah. like, oh no, no, most of you don't mm-hmm. like your parents and had a traumatic childhood. So mm-hmm. it's well, it kind of explained why I I'm the weird one even though i don't feel weird inside why everyone treated me as the weird one it's like oh the weirdness is that i love myself yeah yeah <laughs> i only learned that like a couple years ago yeah so that's nice yeah you do know. you trigger a lot of people uh-huh. yes. i watch yeah, it I was- happen <laughs> i watch it happen i'm like damn this is hilarious people get so mad at me christine and i like we have one of our favorite <laughs> games as a comedy duo is we'll post the same thing on our instagrams <laughs> and, look and at the comments. people will 
absolutely try to like just like eviscerate annihilate me in the comments and then everyone be like christina you did such a great job it's literally the same post literally the same the post. same post like the, the same, same photo exact, or sometimes we do the same caption because yeah. we'll write it and share yeah. the caption yeah that's hilarious like yeah, a picture like of, of both of your daddy because she was like because that podcast is a fucking rip off of guys we fucked like literally there was a casting oh, call for we want our guys we fucked like it was in the for barstool yeah we're not making it up yeah oh, so we like, like, that's hard evidence yeah. actually and so but I, I thought it was I always thought it was funny so it was like a, it's a playfully competitive you know it keeps you on your toes it's because it's like hey yeah, you can't take compete our idea. with like also you can't compete with someone who's just like killing you in the charts yeah. she's right. just murdering yeah. us there's yeah. no competition yeah. she and was it was the won. point where we would go to meetings they're like it's like call her daddy but we're she's they're hotter you know <laughs> we go it's like call her daddy but we started it but you don't yeah. know us we're a little more homely but it's okay um, but yeah and then we posted an article that was like in the caption my assistant said it to me and it was like she, it was a quote from from Alex who was the host it was like yeah you can't like rip off anybody's idea because that's stealing or some something to that effect it was that like ugh. and then i was like <laughs> so we both posted it yeah and then uh, corinne your comments were like wow you're like bitter and everyone's like yeah fuck them and you're I'm like, bitter oh, you're whoa. salty it's just like i thought you were all for supporting other women corinne <laughs> oh, yeah and, and then, then yours like, were yeah stick up for yourself girl just like, get over it <laughs> <laughs> God, that's crazy. I have not listened to that podcast. I thought that podcast was just like them talking about sports and sex. No, there's no sports on that podcast. There's no sports. Oh, it's just at Barstool Sports. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Different kind of balls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when you started loving New York a year in, Mm -hmm. what was the shift for you? Mm, Like, do you remember? Do you you remember like one of the moments that you were? I know the moment. This. So yeah. I came to New York, wanted to be on SNL so bad. Like I, and this was before I realized like, I like my, like this was, I was really mentally fucked up. I didn't understand that at the time, but like my mom's my best friend. Like I just had this, it just, yeah. I didn't have a good gauge of reality, but it was, it was good in some aspects in that I was like, I'm going to be a star. Like I have all my old diaries. It's like, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be a star. My name's going to be in lights. Fuck this shit. And uh, so I wanted to be on SNL. So that was the reason why I moved. And then the first year while I was at that dorm room, I remember I found out that Justin Timberlake was co-hosting um, or was hosting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Awards. And it was in the Waldorf Astoria, which was right by my dorm room. And I wasn't used to being around like just the energy of New York City is crazy. Like the most famous, successful, incredible people are in the city. And so I was like, oh my God, Justin Timberlake's like four avenues away. And so <laughs> I snuck, I went with a friend. We snuck ourselves into the after party. I'm really good at getting into places. I can get into anything. Uh, and we got in. And I remember in line behind me was Will Forte and Kristen Wiig. And I was, I watch, I still watch SNL. I watch it live. I watch every episode. Like I fucking love, I really have a fond appreciation for that show. So I couldn't believe that he was behind me because I was so, like I knew everything about the show. I knew who he was. I knew who she was. She was new on the cast. Like she hadn't exploded yet, but I was like, she's fucking going places. And, uh, and I talked to them and that like blew me away. And then I ended up getting into the party and because I got rejected at first and then I tried again and then um <laughs> and then I saw Will again and then he came back to my dorm room and we like made out and then like we've been friends ever since but uh I was like what that can happen to me that is insane so and dreams do come true and all I need to do is believe in myself that's beautiful thanks that's so nice. Yeah, I think you need to have a New York moment. I think that's the I know, key. That's I think playing said. Beacon Theater, seeing your name up there, that'll be a New York moment. Oh, my God. Yeah, that should help. Yeah. <laughs> 
So like, what are the things we'll get there? I like we'll walk there. around at night, like walking around in the walking quiet of the night, night and is... looking up at the lights in the buildings. That's a big part of like your like New York self love or New York love, I guess. Yes. Yeah. No, I've sent Brianna lots of pictures in like Central Park after it snows. I'm like, I found the castle. Like I just yeah. like well, here's a picture of the sky with the top of a building in it. Yeah, Let's also be fair things. though. You also sent me a picture of a boat that was sinking. <laughs> and I did. Like, yeah. Ooh, it's like poetic. Me. Yeah. 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 I was like, look. <laughs> So I think I was having a rough week and I just sent like a boat that was like half in the water in, New- in the Central Park and, and I was like, like this, is, this is me right now That's um, funny. but yeah then you have the next moment and you're like oh my god it's so beautiful out and I dressed appropriately and I'm yeah. not cold and I did what it what do you not like about the city I really miss my car that's honestly, I know you can, you get, can a get, get a car. I have a car. I understand that here. you drove here. Yeah. Okay. It's just so much like parking's hard and it's like. I don't obviously I don't have a car out here. So anytime I want to go somewhere, yeah. I yeah, love that I feeling. can walk pretty much everywhere. But if I can't walk somewhere or the weather's bad or what have you, I have to be in a vehicle or some mode of transportation with a or many strangers. Yeah. And as somebody okay. with anxiety, that is like very hard for me. I understand yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That, that makes like, total sense. And it's a trapped feeling too, in a way. Cause yes. it's like when I got my, I got my car a year ago and, okay. uh, that was a missing piece for me because I'm like, mm. I can't just do what I want to do. Is mm-hmm. I, I I hated that feeling. It felt like almost claustrophobic in a way. Yeah, yeah I think that's a big that's a big thing. Get for a me zip car membership for then yeah, when you're here. That's what I, I, I started. Oh. I started doing that because Corinne got a zip car membership. I'm like, wait, you can just go on the app, rent a car, and then walk up to the car with your card and just drive it. Oh, that's a I great agree idea. with you. It is. Yes. Yeah, we, I never like to feel trapped. And so just you you having the membership and knowing yeah. that truly at the drop of a hat, I can be in a car and leave the city really helps. That yeah. really helps the anxiety, the feeling of entrapment. It's nice. That's hugely mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Well, you're going to be really happy helpful. in the city soon. Uh-oh. I know now. I'm like, this podcast, podcast is over. Plot. <laughs> and listen, some of the cars will be dirty. I don't know. It, but yeah, depending on it, where whatever. you rent, what area of town don't you're renting expect from. Don't cars to be clean and don't expect them not to smell like cigarette smoke, but, but whatever. Listen, you know, but you're it's getting car. out. You're getting yeah. out and it's, yeah, and it, it is a working car and that's all you really need. Yeah. It's so different because I did, I grew up not in LA, but I grew up in California. And yeah. it's, like I have spent so much time in cars by myself and the freedom of that and like yes and that, that traffic mo- is being in a car by yourself is like a spiritual experience it's so I yeah. totally understand why you because you feel like you gave up a large freedom and that makes sense because yeah. you did you know yeah, so, you did you did it's absolutely so, right can't yeah, argue with that I hate sounding like a broken record to me like the lack of space but like I just realized like okay you just have to like be in the park every day you like have to alter it's your just, perspective too which is oh yeah. that takes some work that yeah. takes some work yeah yeah, there's like, yeah this is like it's there's for me living in a manhattan apartment there was a nice simplicity about it though because you learn very quickly what you actually need to live your life and like it, mm. it, you don't you really only do need one closet and that's and it, yeah. and it kind of it kind of the minimal minimalization of it really yeah. helped me and like there's less clutter in your life and you like know what the things that are important I also made it a, a priority to get an outdoor space because I had a balcony and now I have a backyard and like that was really 
important because just to be able to go outside alone and again not see anyone else totally get you on that yeah 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 and i have a and i have a dog so like that's kind of like i don't need anyone else because i have like a friend in my apartment with me he's already there yeah do you bring your dog on the road sometimes it depends where we go like if it's a i really try to go off like is this a city that is dog friendly so like austin or denver Mm, like those are great dog cities but then um, if i'm going to you know like wisconsin i know it's not a city but the whole place just no dog gonna gonna, no dog's gonna go there he's not gonna have fun yeah i want him to be having the most fun i don't want just want him there so i can like cry on him in my hotel room that's me yeah Do you Trump. guys get do you guys get like lonely and depressed on the road? Yes. Or, oh okay. yeah, that's what the road's for, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I just assume because you guys are together. Hotel. I'm like, maybe it helps great. to be together. Honestly, that's yeah. we, I think we're spoiling that way. I'm I'm going on the on the road by myself, and I've done that before. But uh, yeah, it's like I'm doing one. I'm doing Portland, uh, helium, and I don't I'm not bringing anybody with me. I'm just like, give me a local host, local opener. I don't, you know, and I'm just gonna go alone and be like, this is this is the fucking road. So I don't know. Yeah, it's lonely, but uh. That club's mm. fucking great. It yeah. is a great club, club, yeah. Hot Nick. Oh, he's not there anymore. <gasps> you just ruined... Now Christina doesn't want to go, Taylor. <laughs> I'm sorry. We thought it was a whole thing where he requested her and they were going to make out and be le- like long-lost lovers. Yes. Oh, I'm you ruined sorry. the whole story. What, Hot Nick move? Where'd yeah. he move? Now she's going to be sad LA. in Portland. <laughs> he's, I think he's a manager now. Oh, of, of comedians? Tell, Damn it. Tell Ricky you need, need to resign. Do <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about a meeting. Oh, oh, like, no. oh, now we know why you were going alone. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Like, yeah. I truly I was 100%. Like, I was like, he must have Damn requested it. you. I no, was talking it up. I was talking you. it up. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, he emailed me privately. He was like, I'm really excited you're coming. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa. Did he email you privately? Yeah, like a while oh, ago. Then maybe yeah. he'll be. No, maybe he'll be in town. It'll be even weirder if he doesn't work there anymore, but he shows up for her weekend. I'd be like, perfect. <laughs> Damn. We're all I'm rooting for you, Because I met him twice. We've done that club twice. The yeah. first time I had the flu. When we first went on the road, I got the flu so bad. Oh, and uh, I remember he like drove me to get uh, whatever medicine I needed from CVS. And then the second time, I ha- was clear-headed enough to like see who was in front of me. And I'm like, you're hot. <laughs> and he drove us to press, all the press you have to do. Yeah. Uh, and it was so early in the morning. But I was like, you make waking up early enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's not gonna be there. So well, no, maybe uh, he is if he if he told you he was. That was like a while ago. Though. How long ago? Like a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah. no, he's he's gone there. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, good for you, Nick. look, moving there's on. Shit in L.A. Come to L.A. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. Will, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I hate being the person. Like again, I think if you like complain about New York, people like think you hate it. And the same with L.A. Like the first year and a half I was in L.A., I hated it. I did oh, not yeah. like it. I was passed at like some clubs, but not all of them. And even like some of the clubs I was passed at, like I wouldn't get spots consistently. So yeah. I was driving back to San Diego all the time or oh, I was on damn. the road. Damn. Yeah, I was like driving to like Nevada and like shit. Reno and like just like Tucson and shit. So I was. This is boot camp here, though, man. You could do six a night. Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome yeah which is great and that's when it's not covid yeah Yeah. way more i mean now that i had it i'm probably can do whatever i want but i also don't want to do it in the winter like i fucking hate running around doing spots when it's freezing you hate the cold when i can walk to from club to club and i can listen to sets in between and take a walk take a city bike do whatever yeah yeah and i just don't i don't have that like 
it, there's just so much more like hanging here. Like LA <laughs> clubs aren't like that. Like we don't oh, really? all we don't all hang out and watch each other's sets. Really? Who's watching each other's sets in New York? My friends make fun I, of me when I do that because I go, I'm I so do. I mean, I love comedy. I mean, I just feel like people just are like. I don't know. I just it to me it just feels very different. And they're like mm. LA people like show up, they do their job, and they go home. And like mm. maybe you stop and say hi to someone you like, or like if there's people on the show you like, right? But it's not this thing of like I have to stay here for the next hour. You uh, really don't tell her my next spot. When the hang happens, though, to me the hang is where we riff. Like the green room in New York Comedy Club, or like the table at the cellar. Like that's a riff to me. Right. I'm like that's riffing time. But I mean, like, if you have another spot, I guess I'm really thinking of the cellar. Like, if you have, like, three spots and they're all, like, an hour apart, like, you just uh, have to sit at the club all night. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I do on the road on the weekend. The cellar is different. The cellar is yeah. unique in that you that the hang is so, so important and like people intro, are yeah. watching you there. Yes. But no other club is like that. I know. So you don't I'm, have to worry about that. Yeah, that's, I think, what my experience has been, is yeah. been mostly the cellar. And I'm like, this is, I'm trying to, like, work out new stuff. And you also feel like you can't do that there. Right, you can sit right. Table. I've seen like lots of comics. You can sit like you could get yeah, like. Do you have to stand there? Pretty much, but you can sit at another table and kind of take notes and listen. Yeah, I think that's right. fine. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying. I I don't feel that I am like a New York uh, comic that can like. Oh, that's a new one. Like I can't like bomb in the middle of my 15 minute seller right. spot. I right. see what you're saying. Like yeah. how people yeah, 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 who are yeah, very seasoned have been here for 12 to years. Do or like or for you to feel comfortable. Like yeah. you want to you want to feel fully integrated into the New York comedy scene. Right. And like the store is, you know, also a very important club and like sure. a lot of people are there to see famous people and big night and all that stuff and sort of the West Coast equivalent, but I have been there more yeah. and longer. Yeah. So when I'm in town, I'm like, I have to work on new stuff so that I can yeah, so you do can my job. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah. is my job now. And I I just feel like I'm still like auditioning out here. So I'm sure that's another aspect. Yeah, I think of that it. that's just like, that'll just come with time of the seller. Yeah. Yeah, you so. should do Cypher Sounds as a show every Wednesday at Fat Black. There's just new material, new joke. Right, night. yes. Yeah, yeah stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Do those shows. Those are that's good. That's the thing. I mean, do you guys, do you guys go up a lot in the city or do you write mostly on the road? What's your... Oh, I, I try city. to do like 15 shows a week when I'm yeah. in town. Like I like yeah. I'm a main. What a surprise. I'm a maniac um, when I'm here. I'll do anything. And, and I'll still do, I'll still do shows. You still I, do those shows. I, I'm like, I probably mm. shouldn't do anymore at this point in my career. But I don't care. I just want the time. And I also do have like this. I have a weird obsession with getting to know like the classes of comics below me because mm -hmm. there is a certain like jadedness um, from you know people your own age if they haven't made it to the point that they're happy with mm. and i don't want that to rub off on me honestly mm, it's yeah. like a toxic yeah. filth and i can't be around it i don't want to feel that people are jealous or mad at me um when i feel like it's like dude it's not like no one gave me i like anything especially where we found our success it's like we really did this on our own so you really can't fucking yeah. be mad at us yeah um and i will not tolerate it so i just started like going back to the grizzly pair where i started and like just befriending the younger comedians because they were excited we could teach each other things they teach me what's happening in the new stuff i teach them what i've done to get to where i am and it feels a lot healthier yeah did and you i don't care i don't i don't care if it's not a cool show to be on that doesn't bother me yeah did you guys feel a lot of like judgment and jealousy and like i, I didn't but i don't 
but that shit goes over my head all the time when also people <laughs> respond to her differently yeah you true. know people go you're a bitch now that you're successful i go no i was always a bitch you just <laughs> yeah. weren't paying attention to me before <laughs> because i didn't matter to you right exactly. i was literally always a bitch in fact i would argue that i'm actually nicer now because i yeah i have I would to agree. like because you have to be because <laughs> right. then it'll get back to someone that you're a, bitch. you're a bitch and it's yeah. like, well this is just, just my personality yeah <laughs> You know, I'm not trying to be. I'm not being There's a bitch. There's so many people that will talk, I'll, I'll witness talk to Corinne and she'll just like answer like, yeah, okay. And they're like, whoa. I'm like, she, what do you, stop. Yeah. Stop. It's just, I mean, that's one, one thing I like about New York. There's not a lot of, you don't have to put a lot of fluff in what you say. You mm. can speak curtly and it doesn't come off. No one takes it personally. You know, yeah. badly for the most part, unless someone has something going on internally. Right. Which is most people. I know people always say that about LA. They're like, well, everyone's so fake here. And you're like, well, these are like fake nice, I guess. Like, See, I can't stand that. I'd rather have someone <laughs> be real know. mean to me. Really? You'd rather yeah. someone just was like outwardly really mean to I you? I cannot stand, at that point, it's stand funny. fakeness. If they're outwardly mean. You're like, damn. <laughs> I, think I, can't it is take funny. That, I can't take that personally if I tried. You just yeah. hate yourself. Like, <laughs> it's easy, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to keep you guys too long, but I do want to ask what advice do you have for people specifically? We'll say specifically about New York, but if you have anything overall, because a lot of people write into this podcast about like wherever they are and sure. why they relate to this. And it's because they're in a city for a job or a relationship or school or whatever, and they don't feel like they belong. And they don't have friends there and they're trying to get used to it or they're trying to like it or they thought it was their dream city and it's just not. But what do you specifically love so much about New York and what are ways that you feel like people can go out of their way to like make friends make someplace feel like home mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean for me i love new york very simply because it made my dreams a reality like it was the one thing missing from me making my dreams come true and like how can you not love a city that allowed you to like be your best self um so i have like an undying love for new york city because of that like i came here and like and i also think there's so few times in life when you get out of a place, a situation, or a person what you thought or hoped to get out of it. Mm. Um, and I feel like New York really, like, came, delivered. Like, New York came mm. through. Didn't let you but down. It, but it was also because, yeah, like, I I think I used it in uh, in a way. Like, New York it's lets you beneficial. use it, but it can, also, it can also take you down really easily. And I was just up and ready for the fight. But, I mean, please, like, it was not at all a fairy tale experience. I've had, you know, Christina knows I used to live in an apartment where mice would crawl over my pillow at night. <laughs> So oh my like, god yeah, yeah it's not like but i even that's how much i love new york that even when things were like that bad i didn't care because i was just like released from i don't want to call new jersey a trap but <laughs> you know uh it you know it is lyrically referred to as a death town. trap yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah and uh so that's so i think if like if you move to a city and it's not what you thought it would be number one like check in with yourself is it is it the city that's not what you thought it would be or is it you that's not <gasps> thinking because i know some people who are unhappy and then they're unhappy in new york they're unhappy in la i go no, no blame it on the city it's, but it's like boo boo it's you you're maybe you're, maybe you're searching yeah. for the wrong thing um i always get nervous when people move for a relationship i mean that's just like my personal thing <laughs> i've definitely gotten down on my own brother about that or like actually my brother's girlfriends um because <laughs> he wasn't moving and i go it's always the girl that moves and then that's the whole <laughs> thing <laughs> 
Um, but it's like as long as you're not ch- changing your goals and you know, and you're moving and following your same goals, I think you'll be okay. Friends are everywhere, and in, yeah, the, in an age of technology, them. you can really connect. I think we learned that during quarantine. So yeah, I connected yeah. more with my friends over like Zoom and stuff than I had in years in other ways. Right. So it's possible. Yeah. But I'm a big New York proponent, but I know yeah. it is not for everybody. Not and I know a lot of people have lived here, and you could see it in their eyes when they're done with New York. And yeah. for their mental yeah. health, they got to get out. Like, you do not belong here in a, not in a bad way, but in a, like the city's killing you. Like, don't be here if it's like that. But so I, I got to experience the, the thing that I love is it's such a densely populated city. It's so humbling and it's so, um, those New York moments that like when I like met like at that party and stuff, that happens, that's accessible to you 20, almost, virtually 24 seven, which is such a fascinating like reality to experience. And then also any given city block, Within that block, there are people dying. There are people being born. There are people being proposed to. There's somebody having their dream come true. They just signed a crazy contract. There's somebody getting dumped. There's somebody dying. There's just every, 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 like humanity on meth is New York to me. So I like that. And then you can also, there's so many ways to see art and experience culture in the city for not that much money. And that, and there's so many opportunity for odd and end jobs, like babysitting, one-off jobs. Mm -hmm. You can get like good cash and then you can go like stand in the TKTS line. So like you can make it work for you, even though it seems very intimidating. So um, we were broke, man. I remember one time Corinne gave me one of her Subway sandwich coupons and I cried because I was like, this is going to be lunch and dinner. (laughs) So we were, like we yeah <laughs> we've been through it all the all the phases it keeps you consistently humble too because like you could yeah. be like you could just like film a special and then fall down an icy staircase yeah. <laughs> you know and someone took off on you he don't care what you film right i know that he sounds don't care how many bad, followers you have but i think it's nice have. like i think it's it's good just when you're getting too big for your britches new york gives you a kick in the oh, face yeah. and i think that's good You'll for study. me it's good for me at least yeah i don't know if it's good for everyone <laughs> oh my god that was such a good pitch for new york i we're firm man. believers in it yeah you guys are it's easy to talk about it and to like or to try and convince other people because i truly it's one of the few things and i love very few things in life <laughs> and it's one of the few things that i truly love from the bottom of my heart yeah, yeah. well speaking of filming a special you guys just filmed a special we did. yeah we did i yeah. mean we filmed it tell we us all about for it. it corinne directed it yeah it's fucking great it's called our special day um and we took uh, remnants of our touring show we would tour together and we do half hours uh of stand-up and then we open the show together and we close the show together so it's really fun we get like we get to really um we get involved with the audience a lot it's fun it's really good it's a good fucking special sitting in the edit though for a special i don't that's woo. you gotta face yourself and you gotta go I just got to Okay. It is hard. It is. She, you were great at it because she, she directed it too. So I guess her eye is different, but I'm like, Does, did my whole set suck? I think it might've sucked. Like the whole set sucked. <laughs> I went to film school too. I still have a BFA in directing. So it's like, it, this is not just like, I was like, oh, I, everything I did was great. I was like, I was, I've been trained to do this, yes. you know? Um, but, but yeah, it's humbling. Woo. I think it was, I, I just liked, I really wanted the opportunity for us to just the same way as we presented the podcast to the world untouched by any corporation or suit or anyone else. I wanted our, our first special at least to really be presented in like the way, exactly the way that we wanted to. And we were able to do that. And we worked with so many people who, you know, were a part of guys we fucked over the past, you know, almost decade. And so it was really rewarding to like come back together and do this project that we're really proud of. 
That's so awesome. Well, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Thanks yeah. for doing this, you guys. Thanks Thank for having you for having such us. easy, perfect guests. Holy <laughs> shit. I was like, oh, professionals coming in. I know it's a <laughs> long, it's a long day. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. For